0: Welcome back to Comfort Breeze Complacency. This is episode 8. Today we're joined with professional trail runner, uh, skydiver, and new base jumper, Allie McLaughlin, otherwise known as Ally Mac. So thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me. It's so cool to run into you at Skydiver Arizona. And yeah, stay connected now.
0: I want to have you on. I first started this podcast in the fall um, I'm only on episode eight, but I remember because uh, I watch you on like the Golden Trail World Series and I wanted to have you on eventually. I just want to build up some more kind of episodes and credibility. And then randomly I was in, like I said, Arizona for Scott of Arizona for a couple of weeks and went on my first balloon jump and looked over and there you were. And it was kind of a funny, uh, funny thing. But yeah, so I'm glad you could join me here today. That's awesome. Appreciate it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so perfect.
0: Yeah. I was wondering if you could, uh, kind of just start with, um, kind of where you started and kind of where you are up to like where you are today throughout your like running career and everything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I started running my, I started running in high school, but I didn't start, I didn't join the cross country team until my junior year. I played ice hockey and lacrosse. Um, and then when i didn't make the u19 aaa hockey team um then that kind of opened the door to have time and join the cross country team and uh yeah it was a godsend i loved it um And then end up going to CU for college. I uh, won state my senior year. And yeah, and I knew I wanted to continue. So um, yeah, and college was awesome. I love CU so much. I loved my coaches. I did go through the ringer of injuries there, though. Freshman year was awesome. But then it was just one thing after another. And I didn't really compete much um, after my freshman year. And so when I got out, um, I knew I wanted – I always knew I loved the trails and I always wanted to do the Pikes Peak ascent because growing up in Colorado Springs, I hear about it every year. So my first year out, um, I did, I actually did the U S mountain champs as that year before the ascent and I won that and I went to worlds, but, um, but yeah, I won the Pikes Peak ascent that year and it kind of just like showed me there was a whole community and trail running and a whole race series and all that stuff. Um. So that's kind of, that was my segue into trail running. But I was very conscious about, um, distance. Like I would not do anything over a half marathon, even in training. I just, having a history of injuries, I just thought high mileage equaled injuries. Um, and so yeah, I shy, like I love short stuff and I still do, but, um, but for a long time I was, I very much shied away from, long distance running. And, uh, and that went on until 2020, actually, when races, a lot of races were canceled and, uh, the Pikes Peak Ascent was canceled, but they held the marathon, um, because they couldn't shuttle people down, um, because of COVID, but they were willing to hold the marathon because everyone would just run up and come down themselves. And so, um, I was healthy and feeling good that year. I was like, well, I guess I'm doing the marathon. That's the only option. And, um, so, and it was so fun. I fell three times, had like eight stitches in my knee. Um, I led most of the way, but end up getting third after falling and bonking because I didn't take gels. I had Kahlua during the race. That's a whole other story, <laughs> but um, anyways, that opened my eyes to longer stuff, and now I, I'm i I like anything below 50K. Um, but yeah, backing up a little bit, that's my yeah, how I got into trail running and longer, slightly longer stuff, but I had several breaks within those years of either injuries or, um, mostly injury related, but, um, I had hip surgery in 2016 and that's how I got into skydiving. Um, I healed pretty fast. It was like two months that I could run and move well, but I just wasn't, I just didn't feel like training hard or racing. And, I was on a dirt bike trip to Moab and met some base jumpers. And that's when I like fell in love with wanting to base jump. Um, But to base jump, they recommend you skydive first and everything. So that's what they told me. And a few months later, I learned to skydive. And then six and a half years went by that I toyed with the idea. It was like I was happy with skydiving. Skydiving was super fun. Um, Base jumping would scare me every so often. So I was like, maybe I don't need to do it. And then it's also expensive. It's more gear. The course costs money and stuff. Um, and then everything just kind of fell into place one thing after another starting last December. And, um, yeah, then I got to take my course in March this year and I couldn't be happier with it.
0: (laughs) I, I was following along on your Instagram and stuff, seeing you off the bridge and everything. So you, how many skydives do you have? 300 and something? you are saying?
1: Yeah, like, I kind of lost count, but I say 330, 340.
0: And they, uh, they recommend like an average 200 ish minimum before you start base.
1: Yes. And like, you know, and I've, like me personally, I've like wondered why and I've talked to other people. And because like, it's like, it's, it's very different. But but after going, the course I chose to do was two weeks long. A lot of courses are like four days. And um, again, I couldn't be happier of how it led me. Um, I've known Matt, my um, he's the guy who did my course, um, for about six and a half years. I met him like right when I was getting interested in base jumping and Moab and stuff. And um And he is just so thorough, very philosophical in ways. And um, I couldn't have felt more prepared getting to the bridge. We did so much in Moab um, beforehand. Um, But yeah, but with that said, going back to, like, having the base of skydiving knowledge, just, like, it's, like, knowing equipment and knowing... um, risers even though like and like how to disconnect from one system to the other just having that familiarity like flying the parachute is one thing but actually a base canopy is totally different anyways um but i do think just having that general foundation of skydiving is is a good idea (laughs) and i'm glad i'm glad i see why they want you to have a have that background for sure
0: how many uh jumps did you get during your course,
1: I got nine, which like is not that much. We had so many. I think we only got to jump two days out of. We were there for a whole week, and it was snowing and windy and bad weather. But um but I was super happy with nine. We did four one day, four another day, and then right before we were leaving, it was snowing again. But the winds were so calm, and um and. I was, like, back and forth. I was like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, we could fit one more in. And, of course, I'm so glad we did. Uh, I did an unpacked um, where you – it's called a tard, and you just throw your chute in the air and, like, step off, and then it comes out, and, um, and I had seen Miles Dejure do it, like, 30 minutes before in the snow, and we were standing on the side, like, we weren't on the railing, we were, like, side of the bridge, so, um, yeah, it was, like, this slight snowfall, and he just, like, jumps, and it was, like, almost, like, slow motion, it looked like a little fairy, and I was, like, okay, I want to do that. (laughs) So Matt, like it was really cold though. And he helped me set it all up and, uh, he didn't jump. He just, he watched me and waited for me at the top, but it was really special. We didn't film it, which I'm really bummed, but I will like hold that memory. So close.
0: That's funny. You mentioned miles. He was the last person on set uh, on the podcast. So
1: yeah, I saw that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. He was telling me all about getting into base because I eventually do want to get into it. I'm I'm only at 114 jumps right now for skydive, so I kind of want to get a bit more uh, progress in that and try a bit more, like, learn more stuff. But eventually I do want to get into it. But, uh, yeah, it was cool seeing uh, you, like, an endurance athlete that has uh, interests and passion, stuff like that. I was wondering if uh, – you could kind of explain like personally to me i know like a lot of endurance athletes their sport or what they do is kind of like all that they're interested in it seems like a lot of the time like they might have some cross training things but it all kind of builds into their sport um how has like getting into skydiving or an out base uh like have other people in the sport been kind of like oh that's crazy or like how how have you, like, justified this to sponsors who may have, have like, a uh, vested interest in you and uh, kind of, like, justify them that oh, I'll be safe or, like, that this is worth doing, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, in, uh yeah, I'll thankfully, with sponsors, like, before I've been skydiving longer than I've been sponsored, and then, yeah, the base jumping's very new, but um since I was already doing it they've been so supportive of it um they know that's me and I think that's what makes like I'm not gonna say that's what makes me a better runner but it does like mentally having that having that diversity having that other community even like not even just the act it's just like the people too when when I'm having a like rough go in running like say it's an injury or anything it's so nice to be able to like switch gears and go do something else for a little while and that was really helpful in my comeback to running back in 2017 or so it was it was really cool to kind of because you we get that identity of like that's where everyone knows us as a runner and and yeah, I'll I'll admit it gets kind of hard when it's not going as well. And so like to have that skydiving community during that time was really, really helpful. And then when I started running again, it was fun. It was awesome to have both, Um, you know, train in the morning and then go get jumps in. And then you're not, I'm not like obsessing about running. Like it's, it takes your mind away off of all the like splits and training and recovery and just kind of yeah you get into be in a different space. So yeah, but um but yeah, no um Ann was always supportive and now Hoka is super supportive. Um we actually have a few things planned um involving skydiving and base jumping um and paragliding. Actually, I'm hoping to fly over UTMB. Um we're getting a wing that will say fly human fly. Um super stoked about that and then we're also planning a film, I will, I'll be just running, I won't be jumping or anything, but my really good friend, Katie Hansen, um, who's like a world champion um, uh, in many disciplines, but a very good wingsuiter, she, we're gonna do um, a base jumper versus runner where we start on a cliff and um, she takes off flying and I have to run down and it's a race, And um, but like, it's more of a cinematic film, so yeah, and um, Hoka is going to be part of that, so um, yeah, I'm really excited to combine my two favorite sports and my two favorite groups of people.
0: That'll be super cool to see. I know on your balloon jump, that was kind of your like announcement for Hoka, because you just got uh, signed by them instead of on, so that was cool to see that uh, the video kind of after it was all completed and like seeing you doing it in the process and like the one arm swing off the rope was pretty cool
1: that yes and uh, the whole fly human fly I'm I am not ashamed to say that all the time now (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. that's awesome is um that was like my very first balloon jump uh, in Arizona is that feeling uh similar to what you felt in base that like feeling of the dead air
1: It is. However, like my body handled the base jumping a lot different because um, yes, it's that feeling, but then you do hit terminal eventually in the balloon and that kind of catches you. And then, yeah, it feels like skydive. I, and I don't like, I think I'm, I was just unusually, I don't want to say bad at it, but like, the other guy in my choir like, he just had great body control. I would get, and I don't get this in a balloon. Granted, my last one, the rope swing was a totally different situation, but if I was to just like jump like belly to earth out of a balloon versus a bridge, like I hit two seconds and I start doing the like roll the windows up and, um, and then seeing video, my legs like, <laughs> like flutter. And after like my second stowed, I had, a little more control, but still, right? Like, and I don't, I pull quick. I don't, I have not, um, played around with taking it low, but, uh, and so, so yeah, I pull pretty quick, but still within that, like when I hit three seconds, I get that jitters in the arms and, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's scary. (laughs) Like it's a fun feeling, but it's also like a nauseous feeling and, um, I'm getting more used to it. I'm getting better body control, but, Yeah, I think the balloon is similar and it's fun, but um, my body handled it very different.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any, uh, like, uh, want to get more into the base? Do you have any projects that you, or, like, uh, locations that you really want to hit?
1: Yeah, that's an awesome, awesome question. Thank you. Because I was asked that a couple times during the course, um, and... Yeah, and I was like, wow, I don't, I mean, I've thought about it, but I didn't think of it in that way. Like, what goals do I have? Because I, you know, we have goals in running and stuff, but um, base jumping, I hadn't really thought about it. And then they just came flooding in. It was like, yeah, I want to, like, I want this to be a forever, lifelong sport. Like, I don't want to get injured in it um, and all that. And so I want to be smart. Uh yeah, so like yeah, I want to pick special jumps that are meaningful. I'm not just going to be going random stuff here and there with, you know, that might happen, but obviously Moab's amazing, but um I'm not to Cliffs yet and there's a few cliffs in Moab, but I don't I don't have a desire to like just do all of them. Um yeah, so to answer the question, my really big exciting things that I want to do in base jumping are um In general, I'm excited for buildings. I want to, like, sneak in. I want to play the role. I want to have an awesome little group. I want to, like, dress up, go have some cocktails, like, be all fancy, and then slowly sneak up to the roof, and then we jump off. Um, And so I don't have any particular buildings in mind, but I will, like, it'd be cool to do some fancy ones. And then I want to go for the twenty four hour record at the prime bridge. um miles had the record, and then he got beat recently, and um it danny by Danny Wayland, I think the record is sixty four and I met a guy during my course who's going for it in September. um, We'll see what he gets, but um the cool thing is the bridge it's four hundred feet high. And so every jump you have to climb out, um, and it's an awesome trail. It's, re- like, I did not expect it to be so cool. Um, it's, like, all mostly walk, runnable to a point, and then there are some handheld rock boulders you have to crawl up. But, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely fitness geared and um, will take endurance. And then the whole, like, 24 hours i've never done anything like that like i haven't done an ultra really but um yeah i i'm hoping like in like the base jumping i feel like i have a lot to go i only have nine jumps like i have a lot to work there but if i if i'm doing it at, if the record's at the bridge anyways anyways i can just train there um i can i think i'll do like half stowed half unpacked and i've already talked to so many people runners and base jumpers and they're they're like, I will be there to crew and pack and hike with you. And, uh, yeah, so that's, I am. Yeah. So if you would love to be there, uh, please, I would love for you to be part of my crew. <laughs>
0: yeah. Let me know. That'd be awesome. That'd be super cool. <laughs>
1: yes. And yeah, like especially hiking through the night, it'd be so fun to have people. So yeah, that's my, probably my biggest goal in base jumping right now.
0: Awesome. Yeah. That'll be super cool to see. I bet you can get it for sure. Got that fitness based probably better than anybody else who's done it, so.
1: I would hope, yeah. I don't, I mean, it it was harder than I thought, and, like, going through the night, like, Miles has a lot of energy. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so like, so yeah, he was, he was, he was cooking was,
0: a big omelet when he was on here last. It was funny. <laughs>
1: that's great yeah and so like I I I did meet him but I did not I was really quiet like I just said hi and stuff but um as I get more into the community I would love to talk to him about it
0: yeah that's awesome uh while you're doing all these things I know you have a converted uh like sprinter van is it
1: yeah yeah
0: do you want to kind of talk about that uh that getting that and everything
1: Yes. Um, so it's actually not fully built out. Um, it is somewhat, we have a fridge, um, heat and electricity. (laughs) Um, and then the bed is like makeshift. I just like keep it in the back. And then at night I clean it, clear the floor and lay it down for Harley, my golden retriever and me. Um, but it, we get by more than fine. And, um, this year we spent three months so far on the road. We're back in Colorado now, but, um, I'm just getting tired of winter. (laughs) So so it was so great too. Like we did spend December here, which, you know, I think, I think seasons, we were given seasons for a reason and it is like to give your body rest at different times of year. And so, yeah, it was good to kind of chill out and not run as much in December, but I was getting kind of antsy. And so, um, yeah, middle of January we took off for Arizona and, got down there, spent some time, a little time in Phoenix, and then Tucson, and then back to Phoenix, and we had skydive in Arizona in between there, and, uh, yeah, so my dog and I, we were there for two months before leaving for Moab for the base course, and then Idaho, um, and that time in Arizona was so much fun, this is the longest we've been on the road so far, like, eventually, I think we could do it for a year, uh, once we get it full built out, um. But it's so – one of my friends, I don't know if – Zach Miller, he's a really good runner for the North Face Ultra Runner. We've been friends for a while, and he's living in a bus most of the time. And um, he said something in a video that I connected with so much. He's like, it's a puzzle piece. You're constantly figuring out where where your next night is going to be or where you're staying next, but – like the fluidity, fluidity that your body gets of being in the new places and running in new places is just so worth it. Um, and with Phoenix, gosh, there are trails. I I mean, I love Colorado and Colorado's home and amazing, but I was astonished by the amount and quality of trails that are down there. Like, I, I w- we went for three weeks last year, um, and so I kind of knew some of the spots and we went back, but we had so much more time that – Oh my gosh, I I'm just in love. The weather was awesome and I think it's going to be a yearly thing to at least escape winter. I would definitely do Phoenix the next couple years cuz um yeah, it's a, it it became home and and I think that's something about the van too is like I never really didn't feel at home. I, there was like a few times I was like a little homesick for my friends in in Colorado, but um and you you make so many friends and on the road that it's that's awesome,
0: it must be nice having Harley with you the whole time
1: absolutely she and she loves the road like you can tell when we're home she just like wants to be actually there there's some days like if I'm working on the computer, she'll just hang out in the van in the driveway um I probably don't even I hook her up on the long rope just because i I'm, I'm a mother, but uh, um but she there's some days I just let her out the front door and she'll just hop in the van and just with the door open. And so, yeah, she's definitely a fan of the van and, um, yeah. And like safety reasons, it's kind of nice to, she's smaller, but she has a bark and she's like, she'll be aggressive if she needs to, I think. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know all that, uh, all those struggles and everything about the kind of van style. I bought a, bus uh short school bus in 2018 and converted it with my dad and got like the solar and everything and uh i lived in it for a while over covid because i just didn't have a place to stay when covid hit but yeah i I always loved uh being able to like take it to my triathlon races and sleep like right on the course and be the first one there in the morning and then like all these people are trying to find like their way in and where to park and like stressing about getting up early and you can just like have everything do your stretch and warm up like right in the van and just like be right on site for the races I always found that super like helpful and it always gave you a little place to call home that like felt actually like home so
1: yeah okay you nailed it I didn't even say that but yes waking up like and not having to drive in the morning and never having to worry about a hotel like or a place to stay it's just you just park where you are
0: (laughs) yeah yeah no I've always really liked that
1: That's so cool. You had that. Do you still have it?
0: Yeah, it's actually my daily driver. So it it fits in like any normal spot. It's just like taller than a normal truck or something. But uh, I think it's less conspicuous than like a sprinter van, let's say, because it's like a seafoam green school bus now. So you kind of get the people like looking in and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I I just drive it uh, just as my daily, so
1: okay, cool. I hate, will stay in touch about like, I might, if I start to build it out a little more, I actually, mostly I have some friends who it's like their part-time job, but I'm going to try to do a few things myself. So, <laughs> and I'm always looking for design, different design ideas. So cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was my, that was one of my favorite parts is just like picking and pulling from people I saw. Um, I know, I don't know if you know, he's the like base jumper and uh, he did all the like cliff jump guys on Chase on uh YouTube, adrenaline addiction.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. He
0: uh when I, I his he was like one of the reasons I really wanted to get a bus and like I remember seeing he had a loft bed in his and I was like, Oh, I didn't even think of that. So like I put a loft bed in mine, but just like picking and pulling from different places you've seen, it's always like cool to see. So
1: And put all your favorite ideas together. Exactly. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I was kind of wondering, uh, talking about now you are sponsored by Hookah, uh, when you were first getting into that, because that's kind of the point I'm at now. I got a couple sponsors, like my watch, brand, Coros, and uh, Energy Bar, Hornby. But I'm looking at like get, taking that next step to do bigger sponsors for the projects I'm doing and races and everything. How did you kind of get in first with On and now Hookah? like? uh these kind of bigger sponsors.
1: Yeah. It was a great question because it was um in twenty four I'll start with twenty fourteen. That was my dream to like be sponsored. Cause I was racing girls who were fully sponsored and and I was beating a lot of them. And so I didn't and that's all like I thought it would be so cool to represent a brand, blah blah blah. And so I reached like there were people that were like kind of helpful or like would put me in contact with people. And I was talking to a couple companies and it was so rough. Like you would just kind of, you would have a be having a conversation and then just kind of get ghosted. And that happened with a couple companies. And then that was through 2014 and I had a pretty good ending to that season. And I was so excited for 2015 and then my hips started hurting and that went on for a year and then I had surgery in 2016 and, um, and I came back in 2017 on the U.S. team, but I kind of, once I got moved to Nashville and got into skydiving, I totally just kind of like, I I was an ambassador for Solomon for a little while, but that that was nothing, and and so like, I just the the idea kind of just went away for a long time, and like and yeah, and just gotten to film and. It was no longer an option, I guess I should say. And then in 2020, I I ran some races earlier in the year. But it, and that was a weird time for everyone. But um, I got a, a note over Instagram from um, Andrew Weeding, who I had known a little bit in college. Um, I took an official visit to Oregon and stuff. But anyways, turns out he works for he was working for on, or he still does. But he was they were building their trail team. and. Um, he had been given my name by some people and yeah. And so then like, he was like, we're building a trail team and we're interested in having you on that. And so it was very, I want to say kind of random because like, I'm thankful my name was still put in there. Um, Probably just, um, it was actually, I think David Kilgore, who's now the trail manager, but he, I ran in college with him and he knew I was doing trail stuff, had done trail stuff. Um, And so like, it was really, really special because it, I was happy they, yes, I know they were just building it, but I hadn't done crazy stuff within like the last couple years before that. So, um, for them to like still like believe I was decent, um, enough to be on their team. So, yeah, I, um, it was a really basic contract, like no salary or anything, but some good bonuses and, um, and apparel and shoes and all that. And, um, yeah. And I just, I really did fall in love with the company and the people were awesome and all that. And then, um, so that was two for a two year contract. And then after this last year with Golden Trail and everything, um, I, I really didn't have intentions to leave until then. Um, my good friend, Peter Maximo, who's kind of, helped as an agent i did all the talking but he was um super helpful behind the scenes he got me in touch with a few more companies he's like you know i just like think you should like you haven't been with anyone else i think you should like see what else is out there and he uh, talks to someone at hoka who called me right away and wow they just were really 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 interested in having me as part of it and They started, they asked me like what I was, what I would be looking for and they exceeded my expectations by a whole lot and uh, it just, they made it really easy and, um, and yeah, and so they ultimately, they were able to offer more than on was and so, um, yeah, that's kind of how I ended up there. So, it, so to answer your question, it's, it was a tough road in a way because like, When I wanted it so bad and was, like, trying to reach out, it didn't really work. And then things kind of fell into place. But, um, yeah, I would say, like, and I can stay in touch, like, there are, it's good to have the right people to talk to. Because if you're not, if you're talking to just some, like, someone lower in the company, that's, like, that's kind of hard to, like, really get your voice out there. But, yeah, like you said, if you have project ideas, and that was what's both on and Hoka were both really, um, supportive of my project ideas. And, uh, and, and ultimately I think Hoka right now is a little bigger in the trail scene. They're a little further along than on. So that was another, um, not so much in like design, but just in their, me their, um, place in trail running like they're sponsoring all the big events right now and they're really big in their media and promoting their athletes and I don't know how long you know our running careers are so I kind of had to take that you know like take that opportunity while it's there um but yeah it's I would say just like yeah we can talk more offline but um I think getting a sponsor is just getting out and like to a lot of races and yeah, and then finding the right people to present your ideas to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I always thought it was cool too. I like when I first followed you on Golden Trail, I'd see photos of you with like your on canopy while skydiving too. That was pretty cool to see.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. That was so special to get. And, um, Yeah, and uh, now Hoka's gonna get some made, and I'm just forever thankful that they, like, I, I don't, I, I don't think I'm a, like, showy person, but I love to, like, you know, if I'm skydiving, might as well have a canopy that's just, like, gonna, I'm really proud of Hoka, or at that time on, like, I, I love representing things and, um, and I like to do it in a loud way. And I'm like, well, what better way than uh, skydiving and having it just stay it all over? <laughs> yeah, I
0: thought that's pretty cool. Like about your personality, too. When uh, I saw on one of the Golden Trail series races, you had done like uh dressed up. Was it like Fight Club stuff or?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, Marla. I mean,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's always cool to see stuff like that.
1: Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, I got a little over the top last year and I, I can use the excuse that it was around Halloween and like. That was, like, my excuse to my parents, but I'm like, um, I'm going to dress up no matter what time of year it is. <laughs> but um, I don't have any specific plans. Harley Quinn is definitely my, my like, uh, main character i like to be. Um, that's who my Harley, my puppy's named after. And uh, my base rig is going to be our Harley Quinn. So I think one race this year I'll definitely pull a Harley Quinn again
0: <laughs> nice um let's talk about race and stuff I was kind of wondering if you could uh maybe go over like one of your toughest races you've ever had or like your proudest performances you've had or
1: yeah um let's see I have a couple um I think probably, okay I don't know if, if I want to say t- yeah it was probably toughest um Pikes Peak Marathon my first one where I essentially bonked. Um, and I fell three times and just like, I've never felt so exhausted and like wanting to take a nap and blood pouring out of my knee. And like in my head, I'm like, oh, am I losing blood? Like, why am I feeling like this? But I'm like, no, it's just because you didn't have enough gels. And, um, I was like, I don't know if there's an aid station. And my friend had sent me with a little shot of Kahlua cause we had, Um, in training, we'd take shots at the top of mountains and he was like, you should take this. And I was like, okay, but I like, I'm not taking it at the top. I still have to come down. And then I ended up having it halfway down. Thank God. Um, I feel like it like saved my life, but, um, yeah, that was just, that was tough. Um, however it's turned into rather than saying, oh, that was one of the worst races. That is one of my favorite memories of a race, um, just so many different things happened and feelings and, um, coming down before I started to um, I was not as confident in my downhill. And so like, I, I was like 10 minutes ahead at the top, but still I was like, I gotta, I gotta beat my butt down. Like I do not want to get caught. And so I just took off like sprinting from the get go with a turnaround, and I think I my first fall was like three miles down, and oh, I just I was I was so like upset about it. But then I looked down. And I just see blood pouring. I was like, well, at least I have something to show for it. <laughs> like, yeah, that hurt. But at least I have something to show. And so then I kept running really fast. And there was this one turn where there's an aid station. And I just ran into the table. Like, I thought I was slowing down. But my body did not slow down. And I just took the table out. The cups of water just went everywhere. And I was like, I am so sorry. They're like, it's fine. It's fine. Just go. <laughs> They're like, just get out of here. <laughs> we will fix it. Um So yeah, that happened. And then I fell again. And then the bonk started to hit, and yeah, I ended up getting third. So that was probably like the, mo- the I've, most I've learned in a race, best memories, and um, and yeah, the biggest struggle. And then last year, a lot of lot of awesome races, but I think Mount Marathon um, in Alaska. I had heard of that race, been told to do that race, had wanted wanted to do that race for about eight years, and. Um, it all worked out to go up last year and um not only to win but to get the record um from emily forsberg like that was a huge confidence boost and like i i didn't really ever think about getting the record until like a few days before the one guy who was showing me the course was um he's actually from colorado springs and he had been really supportive that whole year training for it and uh he was all calculated and he's like you can get the record and so like the day before I was like okay maybe I'll go maybe maybe I can and I did and um it was really special
0: that's awesome did uh when kind of was I know you said you uh race in college and university um when did you kind of feel or realize that you were like you could hold your own with like these world's best and like you felt like you belonged.
1: Um yeah, like so are you talking like in um intro running or back in college?
0: Uh like in trail running.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um so that first year uh let's see. I made the US team in um July I think it was. Yeah. And then Worlds was in September. And so I won the US Nationals. And so that was like That was cool, Um, but again, I wasn't fully aware of, like, you know, you kind of, when you're new at something, you're like, am I really good, or is it just, like, it's a smaller community, maybe there's just not as much competition, Um, and then um, I got third at Worlds, and um, the winner uh, was Andrea Meyer from Austria, and she's still, she was at Worlds this year, too, um, and she got second, to me, which was, like, it was so cool to see her eight years later. We're both still racing. Um, but, yeah, she won, and I had heard so much about her. Like, she has such longevity. Even back in 2014, she had a great record. And then the um, second-place girl was from Kenya. And to have, like, I don't know, compete, gotten third to someone from Kenya and Austria and these, like, very well-known running countries I think that's when it hit me that I was like holy cow like I'm I'm mixing it up with them um so that was yeah that was a kind of eye-opener I guess
0: yeah uh, have you found uh like throughout your athletic career anything you've done have Have you ever done uh incorporate uh things like journaling or visualization mental skills I know like throughout all the things I've done um like a lot of I started journaling like three years ago and it's really helped me like even doing like post-action reports or ultras or things like that and like taking all these lessons learned and then incorporating them for the next ones or helping you like stack your previous highs and make them like the new baseline. Have you found that you do any like active mental skills work or is it just kind of intangible stuff? Or
1: Yeah, I, I have not really. I used to... um I used to... I uh, keep track of, like, all my workouts and, like, a little written calendar, like, each day's a square, and I got into, like, yeah, I would write really fancy and pretty, and I would love, yeah, just having that, and then, like, I could go back years of, like, okay, at this time of year, what was I doing, and, um, and I still do, gosh, I will look back, 2014 and you like compare my times now and but the sad thing is I don't do that anymore so for the last like five years or so I don't have that except I do do I do have it on Strava but it's like harder to like I mean you can search the dates and stuff but it's a little harder to find um, and yeah and I I think it would be so cool to do some of the stuff you've talked about I'm just a very very scattered person <laughs> and like I and I th- I'm disciplined in some ways, but not in that way. Um, but for me, like mentally, like talking about how like you journal and stuff, I think I handle it by not thinking about it so much. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think like going to Golden Trail Series last year, I don't even know where my mind was. Of I wasn't so much focused on the overall. I was just kind of going into the race, but – I really try to compare me compared to my 2014 self, which was very regimented and, and calculated and wrote down my workouts and all that. I, and now I do none of that. Um, I, if I like, if I go and have more, like the more fun I can have, I think the better I race. And so I try to just like, I do not even think about the race. <laughs> like, I just try to do, do all the other things that, um, so I don't have to think about it and then I can just go run. Cause actually in the race. During the run, that's my comfort zone. Everything outside, thinking about it is kind of stressful to me. So, uh, yeah. So, no, I haven't incorporated that. But I think occasionally I visualize. I will say I do that, especially if I know the course. Um, I think Mount Marathon, definitely, it's such a like, intricate course that um, I remember kind of visualizing that quite a bit. But um, that's probably the extent.
0: Yeah. Have... Um... As far as, like, cross-training or actual training for running, um, do you incorporate things like uh, lifting as well or, like, uh, strength stuff, or is it more or less just running, or is it, uh, like, what what's kind of, like, a typical training week?
1: Yeah, I've gone back and forth. I used to, like, love, love, love lifting and, like, lifting heavy and stuff, and then I kind of didn't for a while, and then now I feel like i found a – middle ground that I'm loving where two days a week after workouts, I will go to the gym, but it's not like super heavy stuff. It's more like um, explosive stuff. So like box steps, box jumps, um, squat jumps. And in between, I do a lot of different kinds of push-ups. Um, and so that's kind of, that kind of encompasses most of my lifting. And then I do, as far as cross training, if I have to, like, if if I'm injured in a way that the gym is okay but running is not, um, really into the elliptical and Stairmaster. But then there's some weeks that um, I'll try – I don't do this, like, regularly, but it's really I, – I like to do it a few times a year of do some doubles where I, like, do a hard workout in the morning and then maybe the Stairmaster in the afternoon. Um, yeah, so that's – I definitely do love the gym, but once – I also kind of am in the philosophy, though, which I learned in college is, like, my coaches were not into that stuff very much, and so they would always say running is what gets you good at running. They they weren't into all these other ways of working out, um, which I don't, like, I I do love cross-training to a point, and so, um, but when I was working a lot more and or just even having Harley, like, I don't have a, like, I, if I don't have time, then running is a priority. Like, if, if I have a choice between, like, running in a cross train and lifting, like, running takes priority for sure. And then if I have time for the other stuff, I'll fit it in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Other than, like, skydiving, the base jumping, um, on top of running, do you have any other, like, activities, like, to do, like, mountain biking or stuff like that? Or
1: Yeah, I. I like, um, I, I love downhill biking, um, but I do not, like, I do have a lot of friends who mountain bike, and something about it is probably because I don't have, my main bike is a downhill bike, which is really heavy, but I just, I feel really slow on a bike compared to other people, so I have not, so no, I'm not a big mountain biker, but um, in the summer, I do love, like, in the afternoons, doing a night, uh, doing a few downhill I probably only go a couple days, though, because, again, and that gets expensive taking the lift up. But, um, yeah, love, love downhilling. And then um, and dirt biking. Dirt biking is one of my favorite things. And uh, especially during the season, if I'm out in Moab or something, I've, I have some friends with dirt bikes as well. And then I have some friends who've just, like, ridden mine. And it's really funny. Like, there's a handful of people who are, they, like, like it or they think it's cool or whatever, but they'll be like, I just prefer manpower. Like you don't get a workout on a dirt bike. And I was like, okay. And then they get on it and they realize how fun it is. But I'm like, this is my philosophy. I love being outdoors. I love adventuring and stuff, but running is uh, my priority. And so I will go for my workout or long run in the morning. And then, then what do you do the rest of the day? Like, you know, especially when you're in Moab, it's like, oh, we could go for a bike ride, or we could go for a hike, but that's just more, and then you're just, like, tiring out your legs more, not saying I don't, I can't do a hike in the afternoon, but um, you hop on your dirt bike, and you can, we go miles, and get to these beautiful, beautiful spots, and you're out, you're still outside, you're still having, you're still, you still get, like, that a pretty cool endorphin feeling, being even being on the dirt bike because you're going so fast or you're gripping hard or whatever. But but you're not tiring out your legs, and so I'm like it's the perfect of, it's the perfect combination. So I love a good long run and then a good long dirt bike.
0: Yeah, yeah, I always like that. I uh even when I'd go on like that Arizona trip or something, try and do like my run in the morning or after skydiving, but then having something to do during the day outdoors is always fun even when it's, like, a different community of people and all that.
1: Totally, yeah.
0: Um, I heard you talking about uh, some injuries you had at certain points. I know I've dealt with lots of injuries myself over the years. Um, When you were – do you want to kind of mention, like, some of the ones that you had? And, like, did you feel when you were out – I don't know if you were out completely. It sounded like it. Um, did you kind of feel, like, a loss of identity, not being able to do the things that you kind of are known for – or in your mind, it's like the person you are,
1: yes, and I've gotten way better at it now, though. Um, having other activities and communities a part of my life, but yes, that was a huge thing in 2015 ish when I my hip started having problems and, and then I had surgery. And even though I wasn't sponsored or anything, it yeah, so, like, I I worked at iHeartRadio. Like, I had a job. I had – I was into film. I had other things. But living back where I, – I was living in Colorado Springs where I grew up, went to high school, and had gone to college for running. And, like, I felt like that's what everyone knew me as, like, a runner. And I was – and then when you get hurt, you're almost like – A, I didn't really want to be around a lot of it. Like, I still had my close friends, but, like, I didn't want to go to races or anything and not be running. And um, and then just, like, yeah, being known as that, I wanted to, yeah, kind of escape it all. And so I moved to – I mean, that wasn't the reason I moved to Nashville, but I moved to Nashville to – Get more into filming and I wanted to do music videos but I think a small percentage was like of moving it was like I just want to like get away from being known as a runner I like everyone's so outdoorsy and running in Colorado like I just I want to go work on film and live in the city and so that's what I did I moved to Nashville and and it was great I could like start this whole new identity and um and that's when I started skydiving too and so I had all my skydiving friends and I'm like they don't know me as a runner, they don't care if I run or not, and then, but literally, let's see, I moved in January, and then in April, like, I started running again once I got there, and then in April, I ran the um, rock and roll half marathon, and it's not very competitive there, and so I won, and oh my gosh, like, the pizza place I worked at, like, I was in the newspaper in Nashville, and then everyone in skydiving knew, and I was like, well, I guess I'm a runner again. Like, everyone was just so amazed, like, what you won. And like I said, it's it wasn't as competitive, but they see, like, me in the headlines, and they, they're not part of the running community, so they think this is, like, some humongous deal. And it was super fun. Um, But, yeah, I'm like, well, once a runner, always a runner. But, yes, to answer your question, though, I definitely feel that, like – identity thing, but now, years later, when it happens, I mean I haven't had a huge um injury that I'm out of the sport, thank God. But um but when I have little things or something, like even this winter, I wasn't doing much. And luckily like eyes aren't aren't eyes aren't on you at that time of year. But it is great to have the other sports to kind of fall back on.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, I know what you mean by like people saying so, you know, like well that's crazy like um in the skydive community or whatever 100 jumps isn't considered much at all but like you say that to somebody who's never jumped it's like wild then like some of my again skydiving friends say oh like you're training like a uh, 100 mile a week or something and to ultra people that's like a a normal week but it's like to them it's like un- unimaginable it's like what so yeah it's it's funny like the the difference in communities and stuff.
1: Totally. it's ki- And it's kind of fun. Like, in some ways, you're looked at kind of crazy, but um, but at the same time, it's nice to, like, have a different perspective than just being the same as everyone else.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what about uh, your, like, upcoming races? Do you have kind of, like, a dream race that you want to do at some point? Or I know you just you won one of the UTMB events, so you'll be going to the real UTMB at some point. Right?
1: Yeah, well I'm going to do OCC again.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. At-
1: Which and you're you're going to try when's your qualifier?
0: Um mine's supposed to be on May or, or May 6th. Um I actually after I got back from Arizona, I had pain in my leg and I got a bone scan and found out I have this like freak um uh stress fracture in my femur. So I was off for like a month and a half. Um, so I just started running back to like 5k at a time. But so I, I'm planning to still go. But I changed my distance from the 72k to the 28. And it'll more just be like a, it, I won't be really competing, but everything is paid for. So I'm going to just go um, and just see what I can do. Uh, but. Yeah, I was supposed to also do, uh, like, the Destination Trail, the Triple Crown, the 200s this year, like, Moab 200 and stuff, but uh, the first one's supposed to be in June, and then August, and then Moab 240s in October, so I don't know about the first two, like, I need to build up base again, so I'm hoping it'd be able to do Moab still, but, yeah, the others, um, and then I do have one more UTMB qualifier in Mexico in November, so... That uh, yeah, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully I'll be able to be healthy and all that for that one, but uh, yeah, yeah, so,
1: okay,, like yeah, sorry to hear, and but that remind like that reminds me to say how like, if I had the choice to compete like once, like one big race. And not, and then, like, you can't run after that. Or never race again, but get to run every day in your life. Like, easy choice. I would pick health and running every day. And I think that's a big thing I've learned as much as, like, racing is awesome. Um, just being able to run. Like, I've found so much joy in my training or just running every day. And so to hear that you're back running makes me so happy. Like, the races, they'll come, whatever. But um, just to be back healthy is number one. And... Yeah. So glad to hear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. But, um, so you did qualify for, um, OCC. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so that was, uh, that was kind of, um, thank, so thankful for friends and people in the community that will like, that you can, that I respect and I love their opinions because I was thinking not doing OCC again. Um, I got six last year, bonked, like I was leading and bonked at 28 and, uh, yeah, and then struggled, and I eventually got to the finish. It was fine. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, great learning experience. But I was like, man, I don't know if I want to go through that again so soon. And, and then the whole qualification process. And I was like, it's kind of the baby race of the weekend. Like, you have the big UTMB. But then, like, I talked to a few people, and they were like, no, like, they're all, like, Pretty prestigious, especially OCC for people, like, who are there. It's really fun because you can watch it in a full, like, it's six hours. Like, it's a little more intense. And just, like, hearing an outside perspective um, was really cool. So I was, like, it it did not take much to change my mind. I was, like, okay, I'll do it again. But then I was, like, ah, then I got to qualify. And I thought racing and traveling in February was crazy. Like, it's so early for me. Like, I usually don't do much at that time of year. But, But, yeah, got to Arizona for a month put in some good miles and went. And now that seems like so long ago, my body doesn't even like feel the effects, I don't think. So um, yeah, so really cool to get that qualification over. Had a blast in New Zealand. Like the people that I was with and the new people I met, like probably friends I'll have forever. So yeah, all in all, good, qualified for OCC. And I think, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, if OCC was like, Next week, I would not be prepared. Um, but I mentally have plans of how I'm going to um train a little better this year, get a few more longer stuff. Like, I feel fit, but not six hours fit right now. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's one of my big goals, and and then a lot in between there.
0: That's awesome. Well, I was wondering if you kind of had any, uh, like, advice to maybe younger athletes or just people in general looking to kind of follow their dreams and kind of do, like, what you're doing but in their field?
1: Yeah, yes. Um. I mean, I think persistence and just doing it because you like it, no matter what it is. Like, yeah, you might have goals and reasons, like, you want to get sponsored or you want, like to have this job or that job. Like, even in film, I wanted to be a director, which I did end up not chasing. But I think if if I – ultimately, is persistence. And I'm realizing, oh, yeah, I said this to a friend the other day. And, I mean, it's it's very – this is how it's worked out. But I think he could relate. And I was like, I feel like anything worthwhile, just because – everything's showing up in my life now, but it's all stuff that I started chasing or following like eight years ago, eight to 10 years ago. And I'm like, I feel like anything worthwhile takes like eight to 10 years. And, um, and then like he thought about it and could kind of relate. And like, I don't think you can put a number on it, but I'm realizing things are a process. And, um, and I'm someone who's like, I do, like, I want it now. I, like, I start base jumping. I want to go jump off buildings now. Actually, I don't. I really don't. I'm going to take so much time there. But but then even looking at that, it was, like, I remember, like, in 2016, yeah, when I first saw him, I was, like, I want to base jump now. But it was, like, ah, oh, you got to learn to skydive, blah, blah, blah. And then then once you, like, embrace the process and the, the rush kind of goes away, or the need to rush it and then it all happens at the right time and that's what's happening with running too i just i would have thought gosh oh like i'm getting older and stuff but actually like i just had one of my best years and if you told me that in 2014 that like when i'm 32 you're gonna have your one of your best years and like oh like i would have never thought i would it would take that long and i never thought i'd be patient enough but yeah just be patient
0: (laughs) that's awesome well, I appreciate you taking the time and talking with me today. It was uh, nice to hear about your story and kind of the mindset.
1: Yeah, thank you. And I love what you're doing. I've gone through your other ones. Um, love the name of it. Awesome, awesome.
0: Thank you. really appreciate that. Uh, oh, did you want to shout out your social media? Or-
1: sure, yeah. Um. Yeah, my Instagram is AllieMC3. That's kind of like... I don't have a big attention span, so I put most of my, all my social media into my <laughs> uh, Instagram. I uh, I'm sure it's gonna fade into something else one day. I don't know if I'll keep up, but yes, that's my Instagram. <laughs>
0: awesome. Well, uh, thank you again for joining me. That's episode eight, uh, Allie Mac. Thank you. Keep it nice, so bad.